In our readings today, we have two stories about widows. And at this point in history, uh, to be a widow was really to be in a very precarious situation. There were no government agencies to look out for those in tough times. So those who were widowed, you know, the men were the basket, the breadbasket winners at that time. So they were really just looking for people to help them, whether it was family or friends or the, the, the neighborhoods. So when we talk about widows or orphans, it's, it's really the lowest of the low, those who just relied on everything. And it's really that these people who encounter God, of course, God is coming after each and every one of us. He's striving to have a relationship with us. But when things are going well, sometimes it can be difficult to remember to go to God. When our lives is easy and everything just seems to be peachy, you know, God can sometimes be difficult to remember to go to him again and again. I remember growing up, my mom would tell us that she prayed we would never win the lottery and never become famous. And I was like, Mom, what are you doing? Like, that's the worst prayer I can think of. She's like, no, you're never going to win. So just don't buy Mega Millions. You're never going to win. But it's those who have nothing that God inserts himself in their lives in an even bigger way. And we see that as the, uh, the prophet Elijah visits this woman who is with her son, and they're down to their last meal. They're down to really just a hopeless situation. And you think, okay, God is here. He's here to help. He's going to save them. And what does this prophet do but comes to this woman and her son and says, will you make me a loaf of bread? And it would be comical if it wasn't such a tragedy that here this woman is. You can think of her maternal instincts to not only protect her son, but also to protect herself this last meal before a certain death. And here comes this man asking to share in what little that they have. And she gives him a meal. She welcomes him into her home. And it is through this giving of everything that she finds life. And this is really an introduction to a great paradox of our faith, that in order to keep our life, we must, we must, we must uh, lose it. In order to increase, we must decrease. And that's so countercultural in, in today's age, that everyone tells you, you know, I need to get mine. I need to have my me time. I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. When we do that, we lose it. Anything we tried to hoard in our lives, whether money or fame or honor, like the Pharisees in the gospel, holding on to these worldly things of titles and respect and, and fame and wealth and pleasure, it slips through our fingers. It's fleeting. It's gone. But it's only when you sit back and say, all right, God, whatever I have, I give to you. I lay down. It's in that that we find eternal life. It's in that that we, we are able to have more faith and more joy. And it's really that, that, that paradox saying, if I want to have more joy in my life, I need to share my joy with others. I need to be that light in a dark room and to go out and show that I'm Christian. And because of that, I have the joy of Christ in me. And you give it to others. Some people say, you know, I don't have any faith. I, I don't have enough faith. Well, I say to that person, what little faith you have, you need to give to others. That if you want more faith, you must share it with the people in your lives. We see the widow 
in the gospel. She gives everything that she has. We don't know what happens to her. We know in the first reading, the woman, you know, she's taken care of. She has food for a year. But this woman in the gospel, we trust as God says and, and lifts her up. It says, this is the example. This is what we need to do. And a couple years ago, I had the opportunity after my first year of theology to do some mission work in India. I'd really never been to that part of the world. And I didn't know anybody there, but I was working with the missionaries of charity. And I was with two other seminarians. And one of them had studied with a priest in Minnesota for a time. And his family was in the town we were in, Chennai. So I, I don't know this priest. I don't know his family, obviously. Yet, they had gotten in touch through Facebook or something. And we were going to go to their family. So they come, they pick us up, they take us to their home. Uh, nobody speaks English. And we go in, and it's this small two-room house. It's the priest in the States, his sister's family, many kids, and her husband, and the parents, they're all there. And they're just so overjoyed to have three seminarians in their house. And it was obvious that, you know, they had a very simple living, like many people in India do, but they just were so joyful. And it came time, came time to have the meal. And, you know, in India, they have different cultural customs than we do. They don't use silverware or plates, and they, they just eat in kind of a tray with their hands. But just going above and beyond. They had bought silverware and plates. They were taking the stickers off before the meal so that we would have something to eat on. And, and they gave us the table and they were eating on, on the floor. And I'm sitting here looking at the situation, the three big Americans eating with, you know, what for them is luxury and they're on the ground. They had welcomed us into their homes. They don't know us. We weren't giving anything to them. They just wanted to share what little they had. And at first I was, I was taken back. I was like, this seems wrong. I, I should be serving them. I'm, I'm the seminarian. But then, then I realized that this is, this is where they found joy. This is how they expressed life, their love for Christ by sharing what they had with others. And, and even though I had seen so many people in India that had less than I've ever experienced here in America, they had some of the greatest joy I've ever experienced. And it's left such an impact on my heart that if we really want to live a joyful life, which who doesn't? Everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to be joyful. But instead of what the world says, of trying to hold on, we need to let go. We need to just say, all right, God, sometimes it's a little scary. Sometimes I don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes I'm really down in the dumps and feeling anxiety or depression or whatever it is. But it's in that moment that we say, I give it to you, Lord. So I really invite you, as we come into the season of the holidays and getting together with family and have the opportunity to really experience joy, but some people are also really experiencing sadness and depression and loss that... You be that light in a dark room to them. You share with them the joy of Christ. And as Christ tells us, that's where you will receive life. So as we receive the Eucharist this morning, I invite you just ask where the Lord is calling you to lay your life down, to give your life. For in giving what you have, you will gain everything.